Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Space Quatra. If you're your host, J.Y. Cotton. That's me. That's my, that's my voice. That's who I am. Maybe uh, maybe you don't know me. It'd be surprising that you found this. Maybe you're a fan of Jake Flores. You're listening to this interview and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, you know what? Not going to answer it. You know why? Because I'm a nobody. You know, even if I was a somebody, either way, I don't have to answer that question. All right? So, fuck you. How dare you? It's a little hostile. I'm in, I'm in bed right now. Uh, there's no reason for me to be this hostile. I took a Benadryl. It's, I'm drowsy. I haven't... I haven't released any of these podcasts in a while because I just haven't felt the need. You know, it's kind of odd. It, it's it, look, I gotta tell you, man, it feels like shit. You know, for the for the for the twelve of you listening, uh, I feel embarrassed putting this out here because I don't really know how to interview people, and I'm I'm starting to realize I don't I'm not really I don't know how to talk, and I'm not even confident in what I'm saying as actual words or have any value. So communicating that to you and uh, in, in my room alone especially right now feels feels foreign and stupid and feels like it's been done and done better you know there's there's some great podcasts out there and I'm sure they sucked at the beginning I'm sure they were also like me drugged out of their mind in fucking bed naked five o'clock in the morning saying you know why not throw my voice out into the ether and see what hits maybe that's a human connection but I got to tell you when, you, when you're talking by yourself, there's an audience in your mind, and I don't even know if it's you, that the person that's listening to it. I don't even know if it's you. I don't even know who's listening to it. So, so in my head, who the fuck am I talking to? I can't be talking to myself. I don't, I don't care what I have to say. I'm around me all the time. I'm bored of me. Who am I imagining is listening to this? Maybe it's Jake. Hey, Jake. Maybe you wanted to hear this and see uh, how, the, how the podcast went. You're a big fan podcasts uh well guess what it turned out okay uh jake this was a good podcast we did we had a good natural rapport always enjoyed talking to you uh one thing i, I figured out though is uh is uh we kind of we kind of both suck at communication i don't know if this comedy thing's a good idea it's kind of like a like we're good at writing but when we're talking to each other i feel like uh when we were catching up I feel like we were so on the same wavelength that we stopped actually using words and just kept going, yeah, and you know, and yeah, of course, right? I, exactly. It, you know, it was like, uh, it was like I don't know if you've seen basketball, uh, if, uh, the, the South Park dudes, Trey, Matt Stone, whatever. You know that scene where they're like, dude, 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 dude. An entire conversation, dude. That's kind of what this, there's pockets of this podcast you're going to hear in this interview where me and Jake are just, fumbling for words because like there's entire stanzas of greek poetry whatever if i can, you get the idea we we really gotta allocate our, our ideas a little better maybe uh maybe it's a little pot calling the kettle black i'm i'm stumbling like an idiot right now anyways i i for everybody else that's listening to this whoever i'm imagining in my fucking head uh i'm recording this on my iphone forgive this quality it's not the rest of the podcast it's gonna be really good uh, as far as stand-up comedy dates, uh, I hear this on podcasts. They actually they talk about their dates and their upcoming things. Uh, I got some things coming up, but uh, you know what? Not going to tell you. You'll f you know we'll find out. Yeah, let's just play it by ear. And until then, I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation I have with Jake. Uh, Jake, audience, audience, Jake. Jake uh, is a is a social so, social uh, DSA leaning comedian. I want to say. 
uh, anti-fascist, I definitely want to say, but fair about it. He's a, he's a comedian that's finding his way in New York City. was a writer for The Observer, at least by this recording. He's probably had 15 other jobs by then. Uh, someone stole his bike. That was pretty shitty, so maybe you want to throw, throw Jake a few bones. Yeah, throw him some money. Help a, help a bro out. And if you get a chance, follow him on Twitter at Feral Jokes. And uh, you'll be you'll be very pleased. He's he's fucking great. And uh, I hope you get something out of this little recording. Yeah, is that fair? Ah, there we go. Going to bed. The slow Ario Speedwagon into a song. Or they do that at the end of their songs. It it's, slowly fades out. It's the seven minute intro. Uh huh. And then it becomes something else. Yeah. I follow you. And then I only take 10 minutes out of it. It's only a 10 minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two hour I'm alone conversation. Dude, you could tell me you were serious and I'd be fucking fine with that at this point. Oh, yeah. The amount of crazy shit. I do like this on a daily basis anyway, man. Well, you've been doing yours with the. Uh, I love the Tarot readings. Oh, thanks. The recordings sound like shit. I know. But I fucking, I like it. It's, I'm still figuring it out. It's a f- problem is it's a fucking, there's not enough money for me to like really high, work with a studio or hire anyone. So it's like one man operation. It's two men. It's Danny Feltz is on the keyboards too. But okay. the sound, I'm, it's a work in progress. Do you uh, have like a, what kind of software are you using? Reaper, which Victoria turned me on to. Um, which is cool, but it's it's nerdy sound guy shit. So I'm on like a little bit of a learning curve. I've been like going down these these weird internet wormholes, trying yeah. to figure out how to like stabilize levels and all this stuff. Uh, talking to other people who probably look like me. I, I'm becoming the sound guy I've always been. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You're growing into your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like a roadie. I used to be a roadie. I understand. Yeah, I would completely believe that. You're half the. <laughs> you're the guy pulling up chairs, uh-huh. like smoking a cigarette in between breaks. Is that a goon or a chud? Neither. That dude <laughs> is like necessary. He's a hero. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a, it's more goon. It depends on like if you're trying to fuck the star or fuck the girls trying to meet the star. <laughs> yeah, man. Aim low. <laughs> uh, reasonable goals. That's how you would reword that to sound yeah. positive. I run auxiliary cable, so really, if you want to meet Peter Frampton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I worked on his that thing that he yells through the talk box. Yeah, did you actually? No, no, no. I was still <laughs> that being, sounded real. Still being the character. No, I don't fucking know Peter Frampton. I, I lose characters quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I I didn't run his sound. I ran uh I ran cable. I ran cable for Aerosmith. You really? Yeah, when I was thirteen, <laughs> my Godfather was a was a roadie dude. Yeah, uh, he worked like at uh, some of the amphitheaters in Texas. So when I go visit him, he was like, "Hey, God, come on in, man. You you got a little tech thing." Like in eighth grade, there was like an AV club, and all I knew, I knew how to run the cable. So I had some job experience. He was like, "Run this mic to this other thing," and then Stephen Tyler saw me. It was this fat thirteen-year-old with a Hawaiian shirt. He goes, "That shirt's happening." <laughs> and then he let me tie his scarves around his mic stand. Weird, man. It was really weird. You've lived an interesting life. 
Uh, it's not good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different way of saying it. That's why it. I use the word interesting. Yeah, interesting uh, regret. Mm-hmm. Lots of regrets. Just a pile of regrets. Hell yeah. What are you angry about? We were talking oh, about yeah, that. we were talking about rage. <laughs> As you're, you're, uh, for the listener, you're wearing a clown shirt, a black and white clown shirt with absolutely devoid of color. <laughs> no oh, yeah. color whatsoever. That is a weird way to look at a clown, all in contrast like that. I don't know what I'm angry about, man. Well, I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, it's never what you think it is, you know? Yeah. When you're yelling, uh, old man syndrome, and you're shaking your cane, yelling at people driving too fast, you think it's because they're driving too fast, but it's actually because you've your divorce or whatever, or yeah, all yeah, your yeah. regrets and things like that. So I don't know if it's like age or just mostly politics and it's mostly because i live in new york where everyone is way different than uh, people i'm used to in this very specific (laughs) part of the world which i'm not totally down with texas politics at all i'm just finding myself to be a man without a country in certain places where uh i i just if you once you catch on to a specific type of bullshit and then you can identify it and see it everywhere and see everyone around you doing it you get stuck in this thing where you're wearing a tinfoil hat and going, no, guys, I figured out why this is wrong. But, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're surrounded, so it, you seem cr- oh, crazy. It's, oh, it's the worst. I, I passed by Haymaker next to the, the apartment complex, and all I could see was just these like-minded people. And then friends of mine who like going there. Yeah. All I had this argument in my head <laughs> yeah, where I was yeah, yelling yeah. at them, why would you go just to fit in <laughs> right. when you're trying to constantly be an outsider, but you're not? And then I realized I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. I have those all the time. Um, They're fun. Have you ever tried? <laughs> this is a healthy trait. Have you ever tried just yelling what you actually mean at strangers? <laughs> Uh, I think I'm doing that in a couple of hours at Hotel Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we call it stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, no, it's like that divorce guy in the car is like, my wife won't fuck me! Just, yeah. you know, if he gets cut off. It's it's a totally different argument, but I feel it'd be healthier. And then the other person would just be like, it wouldn't create that rising <laughs> anger when they fight. It'd be, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, I I would try if I knew what I was really angry about. I think my life is going very well on paper, and I'm still furious, and I can't oh, figure it that's out. The worst. <laughs> like, well, then what is it? Oh yeah, yeah. You got someone that loves you. Yeah. All right. You just met her parents. Yeah. Ah, gross. Got a pretty cool job. Um, getting paid to do what I love, and I want to fucking murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's like a testament to uh how. You, you, you kind of have this plateau on the horizon all, all the time in your head where you think once I get there, everything's better, you know, and then it, but it never actually happens. Like yeah. if you talk to anybody who experiences level, any, any level of success, you're like, what was it like doing Conan or doing your Comedy Central Presents They're just, or winning this fucking contest here? They'll all tell you, like, I don't know, the next day you wake up and you're just still the same fucking person and. You just keep, you go back to your day job, you just keep bullshitting. Or yeah. or you get a new job, but your new job is still Worse. work, you know? <laughs> so you still have to be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think I mean, I'm just frustrated with that. Yeah, it's like all that struggle, and you're like, for this? Yeah. I struggled so hard thinking that this was the thing, and it's not the thing. Yeah, well, it's, there's nothing that's going to free you from the you know, Kafka-esque nightmare that is just being a human on Earth. But the I, fantasy oh, is is what drives you, you know? That's why people, like, love American Idol and shit like that yeah. and lottery tickets. Like, the American dream is about winning the fucking lottery. It's not about, like... The work. Yeah, like, learning to love the, the work or anything like that. I mean, everybody's just looking for a fucking way out. 
Um, and so like it's too much for your fucking head to deal with sometimes knowing that like, no, you still just have to do all this shit every day for then you fucking die. You know, if you're lucky, you die. What do you mean? <laughs> if, if you're uh, if you're not a Highlander, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with the Kafka esque reference. Oh right, right, right. Oh yeah, because that would just be complete infinite loop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's uh what what's your day to day that that what's your day to day that you're what when you describe day to day what are you thinking of in your head? Um, well, my current day to day is like, I work as a bike career during the day. I quit bartending cause it was like eating up too much comedy shit. And like, I'd saved up all the money I needed to save up and stuff. Um, you got tired of getting on stage in between pouring drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, and also just like using my brain too much to entertain people from behind the bar and then trying to get off and write a joke. I'm like, well, I just exhausted my mental verbal capacity, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would just get off and play video games and shit because I want to do space stuff. But uh, right now, I'm just uh, biking fucking 20 miles a day or whatever and like listening to audiobooks and shit, which is really oh, fucking fun. tight. Yeah. It's like getting paid, you know, to get exercise and fucking learn shit what are you uh, what are you listening to i just listened to a book called neuro tribes which is about the history of asperger's autism research oh yeah 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 uh, the, the ones that started in germany uh-huh yeah yeah it's mega interesting um i <laughs> weird fact just uh unrelated kind of from that book i learned that um <laughs> i didn't know this sunglasses do you know this they were originally a like a medical thing for invalids which is what you called retarded people and yeah like no that one wanted to look them in the eye yeah it so was creepy. this plastics company had a bunch of extra sunglasses and they pulled some madman shit and decided to try to actively market them as fashion items and it totally worked obviously because they're fucking everywhere dictators in other countries and shit wear sunglasses yeah you know? have you seen the uh, the first pairs uh no uh you can you can see the first pairs they were very very floral and victorian they were just conning women into thinking that this was a good thing. So they're actually <laughs> extremely outrageous. Oh, that's hilarious. They're the If you go to a party city, if you go to the wacky sunglasses section, mm-hmm. that was actually the first pair of sunglasses. <laughs> the first pair of sunglasses said 2009 on it. Was the mannequin. <laughs> it's uh, Dr. Peepers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The yeah. Name of I never got to talk about that. <laughs> Look on the inside. There's a company called Dr. Peepers. I've been laughing about this forever. That's insane. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about that today, and it's like, you know, maybe it's New York, or maybe it's just comedy in general, the world changing, like, unless you're really fucking funny, it's hard to pull off a joke this fucking offensive, but, like, I was thinking there might be something in there, because I started laughing, thinking about the fact that, like, you know, just through our lens, like, if you go, got in a time machine and went back 100 years, you wouldn't understand why all these retarded people were wearing sunglasses. <laughs> like, They're the cool ones. Because they look cool as shit to <laughs> us, you know? <laughs> Everyone would look like the fawns or whatever. Well, to be fair, like a hundred <clears throat> years ago, their retarded was like just a guy that was gay. Right. There's also all that like level it. to it or whatever. They were just dying as you're a Jew, and they're like, "There's something wrong with you." You know, <laughs> oh, <this is, laughs> where's your horns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You put your sunglasses on. To... Uh, but the past is hilarious, though. <laughs> it's um. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably still do a joke like that. You just have to kind of explain. You have to put a big disclaimer on everything you say now where you're like, just don't freak out. I'm going to play with this concept. It doesn't mean I'm actually, you know, putting any of these things in any of these boxes. Yeah, that's, it's quite the uh, opposite, actually. Uh, it's uh, I Well, I mean, I, I hear you saying that. I don't think that's true. I think we're projecting that. 
I think a lot of comics sure, are well, so hypersensitive mm-hmm. that now we're just like ready for the think piece to come out about anything we say. Yeah, for true, for for true, for true, uh, <laughs> for true. That works for sure. Um, that's for true. Uh, I sounded like a little rascal just now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, fucking yeah. I mean, like it's it's absent of any external force keeping me from doing stuff like that. I'm still like, if I went on stage and did that joke, I would just be thinking about it all night. Like, I wonder if that somebody yeah, saw you're that. You're in the thick of it. I I go to your comment section just to. There's two t- there's two people I go to the comment section for. <laughs> Uh, one's Mr. Jake Flores on uh, Facebook, yeah. and the other's the polar opposite, Todd Larson. Whoa! All right. Yeah. Well, here's why. Yeah. Uh, when I look at Todd's, all I see is a Facebook thread of reasons why I chose not to work those rooms. Totally. That he works. Yeah. He's garnished a, a, a fan base or a friend base based on doing these shittiest gigs and saying, "Yeah, I'll do that gig," and then having to compromise what you think and feel. <laughs> To pander to these assholes, and then when you say what you really mean on Facebook, you know, like a human being, yeah, you just see this diatribe of hate speech. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that reminds me of is like when people are like consumed by their own fan base like that. Like, oh yeah, that yeah. it always reminds me of that scene in the beginning of Triple X where that guy's in that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, <laughs> fine masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking funny. This guy is at a Rammstein show and he's yes, running yes, away yes. from a spy and they start crowd surfing him, but he's trapped in the crowd <laughs> surf. Yeah, yeah, he's freaking out. They start throwing him up and down and then fucking kill him. So it looks like they're like his fans, you know? Yeah, and he's know. just dangling. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagine it feels to wake up and be someone like Todd Larson. You know, you're just like, <laughs> they're, they're just throwing you up in the air and you're like, did I want this? Did no. I make this on purpose? No, he uh, he doesn't have the wherewithal to. I should say make this the Todd Larson podcast. This is the second time he's gone up. He's a fascinating person. Just in uh, he's he's got this tunnel vision that I I like. Your your comment section it's I go a, it's to a sewer man. It's a sewer, but it's the it's the polar opposite. It's the other extreme. Okay. Uh, it's people. Uh, oh I, sure, I see what you mean. It's rhetoric out the ass. Yeah, but it, instead of just ignorant, stupid rhetoric, it's ignorant, <laughs> highly intelligible rhetoric. Well, it's it's academic bullshit, which is a really interesting yeah. thing because, like, man, in you know, New York is a place where people who are a little bit higher on the class system than us that you know were able to go get an expensive degree in something stupid that you know doesn't really. Like you don't need eight years to get a doctorate in something. Yeah, you were able to say Kafka esque in the first five <laughs> minutes of this podcast. Yeah, 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 Mr. Showy. <laughs> uh, but so these people that sort of went through this this meat grinder system that congratulates you for being somewhat intellectual and like uh, gives tells you you're an authority on something, then will move to a place like New York. Being able to do that without having to live in a factory or a Chinese man's bathroom or whatever the fuck <laughs> me and Mullen and all these people did, you know, and then like th- this this degrees piece of paper tells you that you in any argument you're in are now the authority on this thing. And you've got all this language and all these tools completely lose sight of whether fuck any of it's true. You know, you just feel like you should be utilizing this shit. And well, I they just utilize like the I do, when I see people like I don't like the word problematic. Yeah, sure. And I know it's it became in fashion and it's in vogue. And when I see people start using it, it's like, oh, you're creating a wall 
between the conversation. It feels like just a word to put in front of there that <laughs> stops people from listening to each other. Yeah. Or at least to me, because when I see the word, I'm like, well, it's a problem. You don't oh, have yeah. To. I mean, I've been making fun of that word for a minute now, so I'm on the uh, same kick. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you have to communicate these people, so I, f- I see you adopting their language. <laughs> Yeah, and rhetoric to shove it back in their face. I like to do that one too. Yeah. Like to play, like make, like fuck them over by their own rules. You know, oh, yeah. Like yeah. if that's the rules here, then you are violating your own rules. Just to make, just to show you how stupid these rules are. Exactly, but you're good at it. The people that are like the conservatives trying to do it. Oh, uh, it's even better. Oh yeah, and they're clearly the worst in this situation. No like, yeah, I always forget because I'm I'm raging against the the fucking liberal machine up there now that like there is much darker you know down here in 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 weird places like San Antonio and shit politically. Oh but, my god! You well, know. I, I luckily I avoid that place. I get it uh, when I when I posted the thing after the election. I was like, oh yeah, we deserve this. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you have terrible things and you don't do anything about it. Yeah, you're gonna get fucked. Sorry, it's a little more eloquent. But I know this guy assumed I was a Hillary supporter, uh-huh. even though I was bashing both of them. Oh, yeah, I get that from those fucking from <coughs> yeah. new neo-Nazi conservative yeah. freaks all the time, or like, yeah, I get called a snowflake. When, I, meanwhile, being called a dirtbag from the other people, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Who would... Pick a side. Yeah, I'm on. Like, yeah, I got called. He goes, he does, he does the rhetoric. He's like, hey, you need, you, you need a safe space, snowflake. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're scared, and God. so I, I called him a nigger. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, here, it was the only thing I could think of that it would, one, it would he he wouldn't like it. Well, it would diffuse everything. Oh, right, and also that makes you definitely not definitely a snowflake. That is, I didn't. Um, it's the only this. appropriate term I could think for that word. <laughs> I respect the judo of that fucking move so hard because. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone do anything like that. Well, nobody called me out on it, too. That was the best part, um, is that I had a lot of the hyper-progressives were shitting on me because they thought I was a Trump supporter, because sure. I was just right in this middle place saying, yeah, no, you're all yeah. terrible. And then when they saw me, they were like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> he called that Nazi a nigger. <laughs> well, I guess there is a Louisie K bit about that, about calling somebody the wrong thing and just just to still be oh, angry, it's... but there's a bit of everything. But um, no, that's mega funny, though, just flipping the whole thing on his head. I would not have had the balls to do that, though, because I would still be like, just over a nose, this is a joke. Well, I guess I... See, that's that's where we're going back to. Yeah. You know, that whole apology thing. If you're a good person, or you have that in your heart, people are going to project onto you what they think you are, regardless. Yeah. At least that's what I've learned. I, I All I can be is myself, and I still... I got some shit talkers, mm-hmm. and that's fine. People see you for how they want to see you, but the, and if there's m- more to your, I don't know, uh, more to your character or more to who you are as a person, they, they don't have time for that. They need to pigeonhole you into a certain category. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if I'm a louder white guy, clearly I'm a Trump-supporting neo-Nazi. Right, or a Bernie bro or whatever the fucking yeah. other five things are. Dude, that I don't understand. Uh, and I was going to, I shouldn't even talk to you on the podcast. This is stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm, I'm not smart about a lot of things and I'm still trying to figure out how is Bernie Sanders a misogynist who hates gays um, how well, did that happen I mean I can I'll gladly explain it to Please. you uh, just for instructional purposes <laughs> in digging up uh, the fucking corpse of the election last year and performing an autopsy the media has now been able to understand that there's a lot of propaganda at work and part of it um, be- was Coming to a culmination of understanding the internet on the campaign sides. So you have obviously like 
Trump, who as much as I kind of kind of think the Russia thing's blown out of proportion, yeah, yeah, to yeah. some extent they were using crazy Russian propaganda tactics. Yeah. Um, and he like registered Make America Great Again like way before any of us ever heard him say it and shit. There was a lot going on there, right? But on the the Hillary side of things, I mean, basically. They figured out that bro is the N-word for white people. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the undesirable other that you don't want to be, that you feel safe saying, like, if to be against someone, like, they're a bro. It's not the soft bra. It's the bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our word. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's all these fucking straw man recontextualization things. You know, they know that there's this generation of people that are kind of half educated about social stuff, but don't really understand the whole power structure, like class system thing. But they do know that they, uh, you know, they hate white men, bros, right? Yeah. All that sort of shit. So how do you take these people that you're trying to sway towards Hillary in this primary process and paint their enemy in a fucking propaganda way? You do the word like, association with them. Yeah, you, you, I mean, literally you can track it back to this one article. They wrote this thing called Here Comes the Bernie Bro, where they tried to associate people that are involved in leftist socialism with frat guys, which is a weird link. I didn't quite understand it until I started learning a lot more about all this shit. I learned so much shit arguing about politics over the last two years. Yeah. In a weird way, it's good. But... Oh, no, I did too. Just superficially reading all your things <laughs> and all these arguments. I'm like, Jake, you go take one. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny because it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it, it works because there's been a sort of systematic uh, blindness to the concept of class in America. If you understand class, you understand that calling somebody a, a bro, which is a frat bro, is calling them rich, yeah. right? So how are we calling rich people socialists? It doesn't make any sense. Socialist is a poor people's progressive working union movement. Um, but the idea, I guess, was that, you know, oh, you know, this is like college douchey shit. Like, um, I mean, I guess you do, you do meet like libertarians that are like that, that got all this dumb shit from college or whatever. But yeah, most, well, the most libertarians I know are just like, I want my guns, fuck the government, aliens. Yeah, <laughs> just in my camp, they're the, the poorest who vote for rich Republicans because they have their best interest at heart. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do have uh, libertarians are complicated. And I don't even know if I want to get into that. Uh, I, don't, I don't need <laughs> I don't need the mail. But I mean, like, you know, I know fucking writers up there that were like that were wiki leaked that like the fucking Clinton campaign tapped these insane, you know, unhinged Twitter people yeah, who were yeah. just caught up in the in the bro thing and you know they fucking try to use it to their advantage because this is this isn't none of these people actually give a shit about us i would argue bernie is the better of he's a he's the better from what the system has created yeah like he's a, he's still a politician but he's the best that a politician can be but just just, just the way it's set up it's they're all at fucking war with each other and they're trying to manipulate us into you know, I just these camps and shit. Yeah, I couldn't figure. I'm like, I know gay people who are support him. I know blacks who support him. I don't. It's weird that he just only likes white bros. Well, white people are so fucked up over their own race in America yeah, yeah. culturally because you know it's white guilt. It's white guilt. You've, you had the cultural hege hegemony. Sorry, hegemony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, that's for true. This is uh, why I tell you not to use these words. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, you, you know, it, there's all this insecurity coming out of your head, like, just oozing out of the side because you, you can't, 
you know, even process it or fathom it because you feel so weird and guilty about it. Wait, it's like are you Catholic telling guilt. me that Get Out is just an okay movie? <laughs> is that, are you trying to propel Ooh, this propaganda? Hot take. I have a hot take about Get Out. I think that's the worst movie title ever for a horror movie, but I did enjoy the movie. Um, the but, movie's fine. It's a good movie. But it's definitely overhyped. It's really overhyped. It's the, like, how did it How did it get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Well, because everyone reviewing it was like, I don't want to look racist, you know? Yeah. The, their reviews were, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. the expression of white guilt. If you could write it down in the comment section, it would be, uh, oh, my favorite. I, I took a screenshot of this asshole who was talking about... Uh, Everyone needs to see this movie Get Out. I've seen it three times. I will go with you again. And then in the comment where you could just see it, it goes, it goes preferably I would like to go to a black movie theater. <laughs> oh, my God. First of God. all, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and unless like, you're really into them interrupting the movie. Is that going to fucking... I saw um, uh, Freddy versus Jason like that, and it was badass. Oh, yeah. They, they, it makes it way better. <laughs> yeah. Vocal, sassy black people make movies better. Hell, yeah. Unless you really want to pay attention. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about this white guilt shit just a minute ago because it's complicated for me because I'm half Mexican, uh, and I, but I, something I figured out a long time ago is starting to come more into focus, which is that a lot of, since I deal mainly with liberal white people, a lot of people have this tendency to want to tell me that I'm not Mexican because I look like a white dude and talk like a white dude and am into white people's shit. But I just had dinner with my dad. He's fucking brown. Yeah, yeah. It, what, it, it, what it is is it's it's you guys wanting to get out. Or, uh, <laughs> of, get, uh, not, yeah. Is that what get out meant? I think that's meant the movie. Get yeah. out of a responsibility or whatever. Or uh, um, you, 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 It's like because... You, it's cool to be anything but white if you're white. So it's it's seen as a plus, like an advantage in that you get to be a victim. So you don't want me to be able to be in a position where I'm a victim. You want to be like, nah, you're privileged like me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's all sorts of complicated and shit because, I mean, I come from, like, my mom's white side of my family is super fucking, tr- like, white trash and poor. And my the Mexican side of my family actually immigrated here are actually probably better off than them so the class is all fucking wobbly and mixed around that. yeah the american caste system is completely fucked like we need to go to india and import it just so they can teach us how to do it. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh, if you do have it that bad it's not like unique and interesting and sexy when you come up with a argument about how you're oppressed it's just i think it's beating you over the head all fucking day and it's oh, yeah. it's your life or whatever so it's you know Rich people like to slum, you know? Poor people like to f- fucking... Dream big. Yeah, dress, go to nightclubs and shit, get yeah. bottle service. Everybody's missing out on something on the other side or something. Well, everyone's trying to overcompensate for what they're lacking or what they have. Yeah, 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 for sure. The uh, And the, the, yeah, like nobody likes to be told like, uh, you know, that they're fuck, that they're coddled, rich, you know, comfortable, fucking well, whatever. You, nobody wants to be told that. What they want to do is they want to say it themselves. Like they, uh, there's this new like the 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 privilege hounds, the people that are getting online talking about their privilege and why, it, it's it's almost funny they, uh, there's so many there's so many comments and posts about if you are not a part of a privileged group. I think you you just saw a Jeff Foxworthy act. I he fo- said if you, if you <laughs> think you might be privileged woke Foxworthy. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Upworthy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, I unplugged my headphone on that. The uh, the guy was talking about like if you're a privileged group, you can't talk about other people's uh, 
problems. Yeah. Uh, because you can replace a privilege. It's it's not it's outside your experiences. And my whole screaming, yelling thing is like you can't tell me what words mean. Right. Like I and you can't tell me what empathy is. And also you saying that you're a privileged person and you inserting you're inserting yourself in the argument, which is the basic form of privilege. Sure. You're just you if you don't have if you feel like no one should have anything to say other than the people that are involved specifically. Yeah. Then you don't even have to say that. You just found your way to shoehorn your ass in there. Yeah. That yeah, you have a fascinating brain, Jay White Cotton. I just I get angry. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah, when you said you're you've been ye- angry and yelling a lot, I was yeah. like, yeah. I oh, I wanted to bring up something that, that uh, about that guy saying everyone should see Get Out. See, like Everybody wants to be like a fun, like a they want activism to be easy and like yeah, just you know, a movie and popcorn. Like, let's go see. I just read the new Jim Crow. Everyone should read the new Jim Crow. It's hard to read and it sucks. Oh yes, but it will make you understand all this shit way better. Get Out is a good movie and it's you know it's socially important to some extent, but like that's that's why comedians bug the shit out of me so much because like. A lot of people think that they're fighting fascism with stand up. And oh, if it's like, if you really are against, if you're really that serious about all this shit, there's a lot of way more effective ways to fight it, you know? Like, to some extent, you're, extent, you're just trying to make an excuse for the fact that you, you decided to become a clown by legitimizing it as like a political thing now. Uh, yeah, political clowns are the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, I don't know. I am a person who is yelling about political shit and happens to be a comedian, so maybe I'm going to eat my own words on that. But like, yeah, uh, but you don't do it with that smug. Like, you're trying to find you're, what, the way I always see your approach to any problem is you're actively looking for solutions and asking questions from every direction. Yeah, well, you know that's illegal now in social politics too because, uh, like, there's this new thing that's just like you know. Men who who say, well, actually, or use oh, yeah. devil's advocate. Like, <laughs> devil's advocate is now illegal. It's you're a privileged white man. If you try to, and I, I mean, I get like. I know what you mean. But, but I, if you look at the other side of any issue, now that's like bad. Like you're a, yeah. you're, you're, you're a bro. You're the N word for white people now. You're a thing that we can agree on to Wait, hate. are you telling me that everything can't be fit on a bumper sticker yeah is that what you're telling me that I, there's some of these issues are actually complex like the fact that there are people who are half white half mexican half black and half white yeah are you telling me that intersectionality is actually a legit issue that's what's so frustrating about this is that you, when you explain all this shit to these people you come back around you go, i'm using your shit like intersectionality is real i just you're you don't understand it yeah if it was a bumper sticker it'd be uh uh, gender isn't real, and all cis white males are bad. <laughs> and then just alien emojis. <laughs> <laughs> with the shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Fuck, man. With the retarded shades. How do you how do you navigate that with your material? Yell really loud. <laughs> you just you apologize at first for five minutes, do the one line joke, and then I don't know, dude. Because like, <clears throat> you know, what's a joke that's giving you problems on stage? Um. I think you were about to say it and you didn't. I well, I, no. I mean that 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 when I, earlier when I was kicking around the idea about the retarded people with sunglasses or whatever, yeah, yeah. like, but that's also that's not really where my act is at. You know, there is a certain extent to which all this political stuff is a little bit divorced from my act. I do think I make a lot of the same points on stage, but when they're dressed up in jokes and stuff like that, how do you, what, uh, it helps people spoon feed. Do you try to make it more relatable to? Um. 
Kind of. I mean, like, sometimes, you know, I'm aware that a lot of this comedy is going to be perceived in the context of other comedy, like I'm on a show with 10 other people or something. So I try to be really loud about ideas I have that I think might clash with what they're saying. That way it pops a little bit. Like, I was just talking to somebody about an old bit that, you know, I'm still kind of, I still do sometimes, but it, like, it, when I go back and think about where a lot of this thought came from, uh, I, I used to do a thing about, uh, bartending and how you're supposed to lie and pretend that you're already a professional if you're trying to make it in something like comedy or something like that and i'm like very vocally like no that fuck that that's because that's you know first of all it's just lame and inauthentic but i'm very loud and vocal about the fact that i'm a fucking bartender like i'm living a real life it's very and i'm realizing now like through all these these class you know words and shit that like that's kind of what i was describing it's very bougie the idea you know, that you get to be an artist or whatever. Like, oh, fuck that. The, you know? when, when someone's first two lines is about how they were mistaken for someone on TV <laughs> and just being on the road as a comedy, you're like, you do, you like walk dogs. Yeah, and that's fine. But we have this thing with this worship of like the market and capitalism and shit where like you're not considered a legit artist unless it's your your income you're getting paid for it or whatever some of the fucking funniest people i've ever met in my life are gonna die penniless yeah maybe in this room oh we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> uh you know and that's fine um so but like i'll just keep writing i mean that's why i like stand up so much is that I, like you're like how do i get this point across even two people that might disagree with it just keep writing yeah just keep getting better at it because when people are in a, an audience they're in like a massive group and they think differently. And a lot of times, if you get them on your side and you get a point across and everyone is enjoying it, somebody you disagree with might concede the point and start laughing at it because it's I a good always, point. Yeah, I always thought it was, if I like the logic of a bit and I can look outside the bit, there's plenty of people that I don't agree with all the time that yeah. create amazing logic for a joke. For sure. And when they hit you with the punch, you're like, Man, I don't agree, but that is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, you know, also there's like to some extent with this stuff, there are people I disagree with about shit in like the New York scene, but like we respect each other and like we'll totally watch each other's shit and yeah. feel that way and stuff. Because you gotta also understand you might be wrong about stuff. Oh, when they question it, they go, "Hey, did you think about this?" And you're like, "Fuck." Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. I do think I'm generally coming from a smarter place than some of these people, but yeah, you know, that's another thing. It's really hard to do with just with a human brain is admit that you've ever been wrong about any of this shit you know uh, that's why everyone's doubling down so hard that's why i go the other way i'm always wrong <laughs> you know what you proved me right yeah 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 that's funny that's like also kind of it's like a bill burr thing every time five seconds stopping oh, i'm a fucking idiot you know it that's, allows yeah. him to play with the logic a lot more yeah you can say you can say well and also it gives you license to be stupid yeah to the audience and like oh like uh if you if we if we compared Bill Burr to say a Bill Maher, mm-hmm. God, <laughs> the two Bills, <laughs> it's the it's like the one Bill but totally different sides. Yeah, yeah. One has the president, and the other is uh, fucking just some obscure fucking Illuminati shit. Yeah. One, uh, oh, that fits way too. That's a good metaphor. I'll just <laughs> save that to the side. Like Bill Maher will like come smugly. This is how things are supposed to be. Yeah. And then punchlines are Republicans. And so it's all emotive and attitude based, and the people that respond to that are fucking terrible. Usually, yeah, They're like yeah, they didn't they didn't have to think, they weren't challenged. I agree with this. Whereas Bill is like, 
Yeah, something you're probably not going to agree with, but... Uh, All right, so that's a good point, and I want to speak to something about that, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. The problem with like leftist liberal comedy right now, uh, specifically, I'm going to kind of draw a line here between like neoliberalism and uh, like, you know, leftism, like progressivism Progressive, and shit, yeah. uh, is that liberalism, the main central camp of it that has been ruling, you know, for a long time, is kind of related in a lot of ways especially in comedy to the daily show and the daily show was good but now we need to get rid of it because what it's done for an entire generation of people is contextualize comedy in a way that congratulates you for shit that you already know and i mean we're not performing at the good points clubs <laughs> yeah yeah uh i want to be though i mean like I think that exists and I think that's kind of there it might be possible in you know some more alty versions of comedy or whatever but like yeah. th this thing we've now decided that comedy is because I mean we grew up with the Daily Show on the air and George W. Bush and Dick Cheney in the White House and then Jon Stewart all he had to do was just show you these idiots <laughs> and then just go like Jew voice that's, and that's look. pretty fucking yeah. dumb right and then you go yeah and then you but you feel good because you also know that it's dumb so it starts to to like make you sort of reformulate the way jokes work where they're just they're you just feel alone they're yeah and they're they're just applause for thinking the right thing whereas there is comedy that is past this if we're talking an artistic move it's like post to daily show where instead of congratulating you for, for shit that you already know it makes you feel like your brain's bumping because you don't know shit. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Chapo Trap House, and I think they're doing really important shit. And I, d I don't sometimes know what they're talking about, but I feel my, I don't. When I finish watching The Daily Show, I'm like, that was cool. I'm right about everything. I want to go to sleep. Yeah. When I finish listening to this other shit, I'm like, I'm gonna read some more. Yeah, you I, know? Need to, I need to get an audiobook. I need to bike. And it, it's the the whole message of it is more of like. You know, this is a messy, fucking huge thing that we need to figure out and fix rather than just like them over there and us over here, you know. Well, do you find that maybe you're, I mean, the Daily Show is what it is. Maybe it's not the Daily Show that's the problem. Maybe you've just outgrown it. Um. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the Daily Show is perfect if you're 23 in college and you still got to study and you don't have time to actually research deeper into some of the political i mean you're right it could be like on an individual level i guess i'm looking at it more as like it affected the world like an art movement does and then yeah. becomes irrelevant like it was you know I, I i don't know man i always felt like that world was always there i don't think anything's changed i like i like reading books from like around 1992 yeah like sociology books or current event books just from that period it's almost the same thing they were worried about politically correct mm -hmm. something about the gays Women issues, even even sitcoms. How many sitcoms addressed uh, feminist issues that are relevant oh, today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you see even like 10, 15 years ago, like an episode of Frasier. You're like, holy shit. Man, that is a really interesting question because I sometimes think about that. In my mind, it seems like the world changed, but it's I'm looking at it through one camera on the back of my eyeball. Yeah. It might be that everyone's life feels like this when they start hitting a certain age no matter what and uh you know uh, like because like, we just get this weird end times feeling right now with all this trump shit but like this might be what somebody fucking felt like well it's definitely what some people felt like when obama got elected or clinton or whatever you know 
Um, Dude, I went uh, when I had started comedy with Bush. Yeah, I was prepared for this. Right, <laughs> I'm bringing back some jokes I didn't think I would have to bring back. Uh, dude, all these like bad punk songs and shit are suddenly relevant again. Yeah. This is not good. We're seeing uh, we're at the age where we're seeing the cycle turn around again. Yeah, and we're like, uh, like all the adults that we knew that stopped voting and stopped. I was like, yeah, it's the same shit. And we're like, no, man, we're gonna do something about it. <laughs> and now we're looking at like. Oh no! I, yeah, there's always right. usually some wise old man at the end of the bar who's just like looks at you knowingly, like, "Yes, I remember," <laughs> you know. Yeah, some but even old then, nihilist. Yeah, it's just an old nihilist who just who's just lazy. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't even accept that. Like those old people that just don't give a shit. Like, there's an appealing <laughs> thing to it. Yeah, they're like that sounds that seems that seems right. Yeah, like they get it, but also you realize they're just tired. Yeah, they for got sure. beaten. So I don't respect that. Like the stubbornness in me doesn't respect the guy just sitting there who gave up on that energy he had. It's like, yeah, you wasted it. You didn't apply it to the like. Well, but at least they're not cantankerous and fucking, uh, you know, yelling about the, the fucking Illuminati and shit. Because that's what our president is now. It's yeah. not. It's somebody's racist email oh, forwarding dude, dad. He's the dude. He's he's in the inside now, and he's still talking about the Illuminati. Like maybe they're around here. Yeah, I'm like you are the fucking Illuminati now. Yeah, you joined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't see it. I guess that's kind of funny. Like from his perspective, he's got to be a little bit mad on some level that he's not the underdog anymore. Yeah, because he's the president. But he'll still try to tell you, oh, the CIA is beating me around. Anyway, oh yeah, those people always create Trump. their own enemies. Yeah. What uh? How do you uh? How is this approaching to you creatively? Like, you, if you're biking so much and you're just you got all this rage, how are you expressing this? <laughs> um, I guess I am just getting amped up physically all day too. That might have something to do with it. Um, <laughs> turning into a bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's all small. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, like. Uh, on paper, good, but the problem is I'm just too busy with like I just got 20 things and I need to have like 15 or whatever. So like, I am writing some good material right now, and I tend to write material when I'm so busy that my brain is just thinking all day. Like every once in a while, I'll try to just take a day off, just sit around at a table with a pen, and it doesn't happen. Works. It happens when I've just got an inner monologue flying around and a million things to do, and and uh just kind of have to i've got a show in three hours and i'm like well i'm gonna try this thing out tonight rather than obsessing over or whatever do you see that your mind works more in like the subconscious yeah yeah totally um like there's like there's a <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i saw john cleese do a speech I, I say this all the time to everybody but it really had an impact on me he was like uh just sit and think you know there's the hare-brained and there's the turtle brain tortoise brain and the harebrained's your consciousness. It's what you got to do. You're moving around, getting shit done. And the the tortoise brain is your subconscious, but that's where your creativity comes from. So you just got to wait for the harebrained to tire itself out, just doing stuff. And then that that subconscious starts taking over, and you just find yourself kind of lost daydreaming a little bit. But you're thinking. Yeah, totally. And that's where the creation comes from. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think I try to tap into that where it's just I try to reach it with words. But I mean, that's what, that's what it is, you know. What are you uh, working on right now that's giving you shit? Um, I'm working on a bit right now. The bit that I like right now the most probably that I'm working on is about um, – it's actually it's about what we're talking about. It's about rage and how uh, 
like it's annoying to be living in a male body because it's evolved to be a fucking monster that murders things but then you have to just like wait tables and shit and like <laughs> and so like i don't want this fucking vehicle to be constantly just jolting like adrenaline into my system because it thinks i want to have to fight a bear or whatever like there's no way to turn off um and and then also some shit after that about like the just the because men rule the world we don't have a good we don't have any good systems in place for like emotional uh you know compartmentalization and shit and like it's like it's insane that we're still uh you know fucking essentially dumping our trash in the river you know like it's 2017 we fucking built all these nukes and flew to the moon and shit and you know, I was, my system of waste disposal for my brain is still to stuff everything down, eating to my gut and throw liquor on it. You know, it's like <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Um, That's your comfort. <laughs> yeah. So what's, just like kind of going through that sort of stuff. OK, well, what's your uh, in this analogy? What's your nuclear weapon? What's your developing nuclear weapon technology? You want to the vibrate? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Sorry. Oh, it's OK. Um, what am I developing? Yeah. I'm like. Sorry. If if uh, your waste system is just throwing down booze, oh, you mean <laughs> so what's your what's your going to the moon? Well, okay, so like here's where I'm kind of stuck on this is that what the bit I'm kind of working around it is I, I fucking hate to get into this territory creatively. That's why I resent a little bit, but it's kind of impossible not to. Is I was like, well, like women have it more like figured out because they're historically oppressed or whatever, so. The the bit is kind of like women with women in this waste disposal metaphor. They're like clean, burning, <laughs> efficient. They're like Al Gore, and I'm like uh, fucking. I've been trying to find the right politician for this, but like uh, uh, I just said his name, Dick Cheney or something. I'm like yeah. throw it all in the ocean, and we'll make make it into an island or whatever. Set the Cleveland River on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll burn itself out. Yeah, that's kind of funnier. Yeah, yeah. Just like set it on fire in a dumpster or whatever. Um, you know, so that would be the joke then, is that like women have it, women do it like this and men do it like this, and that's I'm that feels kind of hacky, but it well, it, it's it's interesting in the uh, like uh, I've never I've never thought about that way, but it does justify having a period. Uh, <laughs> it's just like all that anger and emotional, uh, you just you just bleed it out. You yeah, literally kill part of your body. Yeah, you kill something every month. <laughs> you kill a hope. Yeah, a thing that could have grown into a life. You murder it and yeah. let it out, and then afterwards you're like chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. That's good. Yeah, that's funny. That's kind of where I was maybe headed with that. Do you want a period? <laughs> Yeah, maybe if there was just if it physically <laughs> manifested, right? but my brain drives me so crazy that if it could just physically manifest it in something and then kill it, then like, uh, yeah, that would make way more sense to me. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can go totally base with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. sure you don't do that every every shower? <laughs> you gotta get a, a bunch of gym socks testimony to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, true. <laughs> yeah, uh, jerking off. It's like a period that feels good. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? There's Jerking no off is a struggle. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's just like having a period. It's the same thing, ladies. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are bitching so much. Yeah. And then you have to go, it's all right, I'm an idiot. Uh, just to keep them back on your side. How do you, uh, how do you deal with all that shit then? If you've uh, got all this thing inside you that you just, it has to come out. How do you get it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yelling in traffic, uh, fucking throwing whiskey in my head, um, 
writing. Like, there's not a fuck. There's not just a thing. There's not a lot of options. I don't have like a you know fucking gym or something that I go to and punch a bag. I just kind of just walk around as all fucking wiry all the time. <laughs> I sit down and write a fucking Facebook thing that you have to click see more on, and it opens a new window because oh. it's so long. Uh, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always click on yours and then it opens in a new window. I'm like, God damn, Jay. <laughs> I had to, you almost broke my browser with this shit. Not a lot of time. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's like precisely the question is how do you? And like the answer would be catharsis. If I was doing stand up correctly, it would just all be fuel efficient and it would just go out through there. But instead we're living in this world of little you know, screens and shit where it's like something about throwing it all into the internet kind of my brain feels like it's doing something. It feels like it's talking to a lot of people all at the same time, but it's so reckless and people don't understand what you're saying half the time and, and miscontextualize it and shit that like, it's probably not healthy, but do you think, uh, going online and posting your thoughts, do you think that's getting in the way of you staying creative? That's a good question, man. Um, I don't know because like so, releasing that so, anger. I think what's well, like anger's got to get out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if how well maybe I would be writing better if I was just raged up about other shit and then applied it to some random other topic or whatever. Um, I do sometimes have like a day off and then realize I've spent the day off raging online, yeah. where I'm like, you. But uh, now I'm an idiot. Like I could have written a thing or whatever, but. It's such a release that, like, that's why I do it on my day off and not, you know, while I'm in between doing all this other creative shit or whatever. Oh, no, I loved your thing against uh, the lady that was mad about the waiter dropping the pay the bill <laughs> to the dude all the time at the table. And yeah. it was more furious just watching all the people, like, uh, challenging you on this. Uh, yeah, man, that was weird, but I, like, stand by what I said. And it's, I got to, uh, uh, you know, I had somebody text me and be like, hey, are we still friends? And I'm like... <laughs> Yes, I just disagree with you. You're allowed to disagree with your friends. Why is that illegal? It well, it never comes across well. Yeah. It never comes across well. Whereas if you were talking in person, it'd be like, hey, man, I mean, you should think about this. It's like, I do think about this. Yeah. But it's not up to me to change the entire system. <laughs> well, it's also with all this, like, propaganda and crazy, you know, mirrors and smoke and shit and Facebook and stuff like that. You know, Bernie Bros and all this crap. What we, we fucking recontextualized everything and created these these gridlocks on arguments like this, where it's either about class or it's about race or it's about gender, and you know those things aren't and you, nobody understands that all this shit is inherently connected, connected yeah. on economically at the base or whatever. That's what Martin Luther King was all about. Nobody fucking remembers that because they didn't teach it any of his socialist shit in no, school. No, they no. taught us. He thought other races should get along. He was really into cardio. <laughs> yeah. He was a big fan of walking. He liked shooting pools and he thought he, he had a dream uh, about- He was like uh, Delilah on the radio. He was a dream <laughs> interpreter. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Uh, the question was basically- Great question. I got lost into the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, my brain is doing it right now. Yeah, like, no, that, I it. do the same thing when I when I see the things that are like these are complicated issues that have never been in the pop zeitgeist. Yeah, like like so culturally relevant. Like it's this might be the lamest generation. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, keep they, in... they actually fuck less than their parents. But now we're talking in circles because like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe we're just both getting to the age where everyone bolt beneath us in age is a fucking idiot in our eyes. You know, I, 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 no, I don't like think it. that's true because I think people uh, ahead of me are stupid, too. 
Yeah, but then you just told me though that like it's it's me getting to a certain age and not that the uh, we were talking about the Daily in terms Show. Of the Daily Show and one television. We're talking about. Uh, let's talk about trends. Okay. About that because I, I want to get back to actually a specific point. When I talk about that gridlock, a really good example of it is when pro-life people and pro-choice people argue because oh, the yeah. way those are both worded is. If you're pro this, then you're anti that. If you're pro choice, then you're anti life, right? That's but the inherent in, counter argument is always it's in the argument yeah. is setting up the other person as having been that. So when I got into that thing about that woman yelling at that waiter, I was like, "Hey, this is fucking stupid. It's outweighed by this huge class issue." But the the thing that everyone's set up to do now, what the fuck? Did I turn this off. Um, is to go. This is anti woman, and it's like I'm not anti woman. I'm pro this other thing. And with the economics, it's really fucking, uh, it's 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 really stupid. Like, because if you're not pro economic justice, you're inherently anti everyone. Because so many more people are affected by all this economic shit, and half of them are women. I got into an argument about the fucking fearless girl statue, okay, and yeah, yeah. somebody was saying and this is something they talk about in the new Jim Crow, like the the politics. Tell for people that don't know. Describe the fearless woman statue. Okay, the fearless woman statue, fearless girl statue, is a statue, a uh, bronze statue that was installed as an art project of a little girl, their hands on her hips, standing up defiantly uh, against the bull on Wall Street. Now, the bull on Wall Street, you know the backstory too, right? Uh, I don't know. Tell it to me. Oh, this is fantastic. Okay. Uh, the bull on okay, the bull on Wall Street was done by an artist, uh, who was doing. It was like an out. I was. How to, the best word for it, like an outsider art. He came in here. He, he funded himself. Really? I think it was like $350,000 of his own money. And it was commentary about the bullish, uh, beast-like, uh, horrible nature that is American businessmen. Sure. On Wall Street. Yeah. So it was a it was a, a beautiful art exhibit shitting on that entire industry. Art is so funny. It always gets misinterpreted like 100%. Well, then the fearless girl bronze statue... Right. was actually created by a fan group by those people. It was created by Wall Street. By Wall Street. A little girl standing up against a, who, a criticism of Wall Street. Yeah. And like the ad agency that was behind it is like super evil. They're like the they were the villains in like Mad Men and shit. Oh, they were fantastically evil. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing. I was like, how do we it, it, I, I almost respect it. How, like, it's the first time they ever thought, how do we combat all this art? Oh, we have all the money. We have all the land. How are they still winning? Wait a minute. Art. Well, they, what they well, did. Combat it with other art. They did the same thing as the Bernie bro thing, where they realized that feminism now is a, 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 a you can bottle and sell it to people. It's a commodity, which is inherently anti what it is, because it's an economic, it's a progressive movement. It came out of people that are oppressed, but now, because it's such a buzzword and no one actually knows what the fuck they're talking about, you can sell somebody a pussy hat or whatever, you can just yeah. sell them it. Um, so the very fucking people that are even in the context of this own, art, like in this art piece, are the oppressors built the fucking thing that and are make you know they're getting good press off of just selling the concept of just like we're pro woman while inherently being incredibly like anti everyone and half of everyone is and women destroying this other artist's message that has been standing there <laughs> and yeah. calling them out for a long time they finally found a way to do it it reminds me of this uh this one trip uh, the trip where i stole cameron's car with lucas melendez yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. kind of came up. A side note: uh, We're driving down uh, towards Oklahoma, and this truck was—you know—when they have murals on the tailgate. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this very white trash. Uh-huh. It was a mural of the World Trade Center <laughs> in a beautiful Midwest American prairie landscape with yeah. purple mountains. <laughs> you know, those Where big city, the... <laughs> the central of all money mecca centers. You know, but out in the around the beautiful wilds of American prairies. Oh, dude, that's during like nine eleven. All that shit is so funny. When like all these rednecks now love New York City. Oh, that was I was infuriated. <laughs> Man, I love them Jews. Yeah, it, was, well, it did speaks, not sound right. Speaks a lot to the way that all these symbols are. You know, if you, you can just take them out of context and sell them to people, and they'll just completely buy it. Well, that's their art. They're finally figuring out their art. They're learning what you know, liberal progressive you know students living off daddy's money yeah have been doing this whole time is just using art to create change minds and now they're starting to figure out the tricks yeah yeah for sure and that one is like to me such a big slap in the face that that's i got really mad about it but people you know started honestly they started playing devil's advocate against me because you're advocating the fucking wall street people here um and saying you know well it's just at least on some base level, you know, it's 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 like little girls can take pictures with it and feel like, you know, uh, they can be... There's some good that can come out of it, of course. Yeah, but the whole argument, like, that the, the people that made that statue were making was that they were going to hire, like, a few more women. It's still not 50% of their staff. That, that even wasn't the thing. They just hijacked the message of this other art. Yeah. <laughs> that was against them. And they turned it around completely on its side and changed the whole thing, which is artistic. Now... How would you? But in like a Banksy way. In a very Banksy way. <laughs> it was a very evil Banksy yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Now, how would you? How would you? Oh man, uh, that it was Banksy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how would you? What would you change about the Defiant Girl and the Big Strong Wall Street Bull? How would you change? What would you do artistically to change that message now? Melt them? Like, what do you mean? I mean, that's just physical destruction. <laughs> but you're a creative, artistic mind. There's got to be something you can do to now completely s- meta change. It would be a small statue of me standing up to the, the little girl <laughs> with my hands on my hips. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you behind her, pushing her towards the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Statue of Facebook. That's a good question. I don't have an answer, I guess. Um, uh, a defiant girl riding the bull towards the other girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. like transgendered. Yeah. I don't, fuck. I don't know. I mean, yeah. How would you fight that with art? Um, God. Well, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm not a sculptor. It's why I'm a no, person a, who yells into microphones. Yeah, but you're a person who yells into microphone. This is, I, we, I, as much as we askew it, because our job is to piss on everything. Yeah. Even ourselves, which is why we don't allow ourselves to be happy. Yeah. This is an art. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. an art that can be abused. It's an art that can be, you know, bullshit. It's gonna, it's an art that can be faked, like finger painting. People get mad when you call comedy an art, but you're not trying to elevate comedy. You're just trying to bring down the word art. Uh, well, art is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baudrillard, this uh, French uh, philosopher, had a great point. Uh, and I'm going to bastardize it because I don't fully comprehend a lot of what he was talking about because he came from semiotics and the thoughts that were behind words. Mm-hmm. And I'm not smart enough to grasp it all sure but i like this idea where you said everything in art's been done art was no longer art when the when the when everybody could just do it what what created art was the class system oh sure and the patronage system and oh here's a beautiful painting and you can't have one yeah that's kind of what i was talking about with the bartending shit like you know because what where my school of thought is coming from is like i like fucking 
indie rock and shit from the 80s where they said, you know what, fuck you, there's this system where in order to play rock music, you need to be these rich fucking, you know, British Led Zeppelin or whatever, these royalty people. And I went, Why I quit music? that shit, we're going to, we've got our own bar, we're going to put a room in the back, buy guitars for $100, you know, set up a system where other people can tour through here too and shit, and they fucking changed it. And it's like, you see that in art history though, it goes back and forth like that through, you know, the, the upper class and lower class a lot. And yeah, um, so th- that's like a cycle that just keeps going and going and going, and I'm then vehemently on one side of it. Like I think it's lame, but uh, th- that you we could argue all day about that. Well, I always, well, I always feel like comedy's behind music. Do you feel like comedy has has gone through that cycle, or do you think it's on the prefaces of that cycle? Where are we at in that? I kind of have felt like for the last few years, like doing weird tours and shit, the way you fucking are the human goddamn van, you know, like I. Uh, I feel like we're in like 80s indie rock right now, like when they were yeah. setting up that whole system. I also, I mean, I read uh, this book called Our Band Could Be Your Life where they go through sort of a history of like how everything I just described happened and how like it just created the world we have now with like all these like, um, you know, like rock music isn't really mainstream anymore. It's not, unless you're fucking Maroon 5 or some shit, which is meaningless garbage. Like, they invent bands with and create fake backstories. Yeah, like the, the real band. shit, if you're a fan of this type of music, is shit you're going to see in a room full of like 50 people maybe down the street. You oh, know? that's nice. 50? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's mostly very, trash. That's but, a very progressive estimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's, so like I think comedy because over the last 10 years or so a lot of us took that model and then set it up or uh, you know then applied it to comedy like we're kind of i don't know maybe in the 90s right now who's our kurt cobain uh, uh, whoever dies first i guess is it jen kirkman <laughs> oh no uh <laughs> man i don't maybe <laughs> god I don't know. It depends on how much you like Kurt Cobain or hate Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Jen Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't rape me. Oh my God. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop. Can't stop. Yeah. Who's hurt Courtney Love? Is it me? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the uh, no, no. That, uh, I think about this all the time, and I think a lot of people who might be listening to this, all seven of you, yeah, uh, <laughs> who uh, I got someone listened to this in Cincinnati. So cool, man. We're, we're doing fine. The uh, if 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 the, do you feel like social media has maybe changed that because we're trying to we're trying to build a model off an 80s and a 90s vehicle. Yeah. But social media and awareness and the hyper changing of current events over and over again. Do you think that's fucking the model completely up? Oh, yeah. But I don't know if there's a past that I can compare this to. I mean, this is a fucking weird thing so that's happening it's a weird right thing. now. So how do you game plan those two different worlds and and navigate through it to prepare for maybe a a year or two years in the future uh that's a good question man and you know honestly i don't i don't think i know i don't know either that's why i was asking yeah (laughs) i'm really trying to figure this out because (laughs) i've done those tours those 30 days on the road where you just work on your act yeah you just get an hour in front and 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 pray for the best and try not to ask anybody for anything more than they can deliver yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I probably am cynical about a lot of shit in regards to all this stuff we're talking about, but there's some extent to which, you know, I do comedy because it is my fucking shit. Like, I do love it and stuff, and I've noticed stuff. There are, there are a lot of different routes in this industry, and some people are going to get 
you know, a lot of stuff that we're not going to get. They're going to get the the whole fucking pipeline through the, you know, we know them channel yeah. or whatever. And, you know, yeah. good, good for them. Uh, I think we might be on to some other different shit here and we might be like chopping down trees in the woods, like clearing a path because like um, everywhere I go in this country, if I go into a, a, the place where the comedy show is in that city and I go up to the weirdest fucking looking person in that room, they know who you are. Jay White Cotton. <laughs> like, it's without so you. It's you're out there. You're a fucking thing. Your name is in the zeitgeist, and that is like that's a that means something. I mean, part of the way this business works is that if you hear someone's name enough, you start to believe that that what they're doing is real. Yeah, and you know, it, sometimes no, despite how many times I say it's not in lead conversations with this isn't real yeah but people get that that's you're doing a thing i wish that was a thing (laughs) (laughs) i don't have the ability to do a thing so that's why i just say the truth yeah but that's your thing i mean that's what i'm saying i'm saying it's it's a true thing like you do people understand that about you and i think they respect it or whatever well and also i i think there's little things that i think a lot of people are missing because uh, we're in a brand orientated business despite mm. our best interest to go fuck that everyone's trying to create a character of themselves on stage so that's true but there's also that well i want to be who i am on stage and that's what i'm striving towards yeah uh but off stage there's a there's that that distance or that 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 fake social anxiety that people mimic because they just don't want to interact with people <laughs> yeah or they don't want to come across like the t-shirt salesman Right. That we know are like the dancing comics that are just constantly on. So we're all trying to find our place that we're just trying not to annoy anybody. Yeah. These, I mean, these things you're describing raise questions about, you know, what your sense of self is at the core at all outside of just like comedy too. You know, I mean, what are you? You're a fucking weird bipedal thing evolved from, you know, used to be a animal basically developed this (laughs) You're going to go through all of evolution <laughs> to get to the reason why I didn't go to college? Yes. We're going to be here for a minute. Cancel the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, I guess I guess this is coming from a, a guy who's taken some acid lately or whatever. But like, you don't know, think about it all the time. Like, what is your sense of self based on? And and how much of your brain is just going like, all right, I need these people to like me. I need to survive this situation physically. You know, all these weird little tiny Man, programs are running and shit. That's it's, what you think about? I mean that's amazing. I I, I don't <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh, well, never... I'm I'm saying that they're in the background. You're not actively thinking about them, but they are motivating. I know every... the shit that you think about on really? the surface. Really, that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, what do you think? No, I've never had that. Uh, it's when I see people that go through it, like like you're an intellectual who who I've always appreciated the way you can kind of dissect the littlest things. Like uh, you're like a mechanic but you can work on fine instruments. Oh, nice. So you put these little tools together and you put the little gears so you can talk about bipedal. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then build it up to, to why you're going to get blasted tonight on stage yeah. <laughs> in between bringing up comics. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, I don't have the ability, I'm just ham-fisted when it comes to the, the mechanics. I don't, I've never worried about that. Where, where, who am I? I was like, well, I'm right here. And I, I don't know how to fake being someone else just to have small talk. Okay. And that conversation, so it's that's dictated from 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 childhood on most of my interactions, which is why people project whatever they think on me because they don't. It's hard to. But so, what do you think you're motivated by though when you're trying to figure out how to act? I've trimmed it down. Like I don't worry about it. 
I try to I try to be kind, not nice, but kind. Like I'm not describing though, like something that motivates you to consciously act a certain way. I'm describing like where you're just actual you, where that shit comes from, because it comes from a you got a brain that's comprehending itself and you know trying to come up with a story even for you that might be just something that you know the well, human brain it, needs to tell it's... itself to keep from understanding that we're going to die and all this crazy yeah. shit you know well i mean that oh yay uh <laughs> this each situation like uh if like say i'm getting heckled uh-huh. uh if it's a drunk person you know usually i don't really get upset i'm like oh you're just fucked up you don't even know what you're doing yeah you know i've been fucked up plenty of times i shouldn't judge you or if it's a malicious person, it's like, oh, you're a malicious piece of shit. Or if I'm in a public bathroom on a goddamn rest stop outside of Waco, and all I want to do is wipe off this fucking Whataburger juice that I actually dripped all over my pants, and I don't want the mustard stain to seep into it. Yeah. And I use the family bathroom for five minutes, cleaning up, and I come out, and this fucking old Santa Claus piece of shit starts yelling at me. It's a family bathroom, and I just <laughs> fear this rage. Like, so... So, can I not use it? Did I break a law? No, it's for kids. It's 4.30 in the fucking morning. Where are these kids? <laughs> you can't just let me have five minutes to clean up in a nice private bathroom. This I gotta be this, punished. This happened, right? Yeah, this fucking happened three <laughs> days ago, and I'm still pissed. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm screaming. I called him a fucking child. <laughs> oh, dude, I got one of those. The other day, I was, or, well, it was actually a few months ago. It was still blizzarding in, in New York. And, five uh, days ago, shit. <laughs> no, no, this is a few months ago, actually. It's like getting hot there now. But um, I was riding my bike down a, a fucking street and ended up on the sidewalk somehow because there was snow as like a barrier between the sidewalk and the street. And so two people were walking in front of me. Uh, they're breaking New York rules. New York, you don't walk like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. You uh, you walk like the Beatles on Abbey Road. You form a single file line. You take your shoes off mm-hmm. so you, get you people want to stand to out. Get the fuck around you. Um, yeah. And so these two people are, you know, taking up the whole sidewalk, walking, and I'm on this bike. But I'm like, okay, so I should I shouldn't be on this bike. But it just happened. And. It's fucking freezing, and our lizard brains are like, please don't die, you know? Like, you're in this <laughs> fight-or-flight, do-or-die situation, and I'm behind him. And I go, hey, I'm really sorry. Um, excuse me, do you mind if I just get around you? And the guy turns, and he goes, bicycle on the sidewalk? And he's just, you could tell it just came... <laughs> It just can't, like, he didn't even form a sentence. He was just like, I know a thing, you know? And, like, yeah, you're not supposed to have a bicycle on the sidewalk, but these are different circumstances. We're all trying to not die right now, you know? And I just got so mad at him because I was just like, you're just, this guy's a fucking follower. Like, some people yeah. just, like, are proud that they know the rules. Letter of the law piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're so blind to the fact that there's a human next to you that's trying to not die, you asshole, you know? Uh, so I do, I do that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But did you express it? Yeah, I was probably like, <laughs> and then fucking wrote <laughs> off. <laughs> that's, that's why it picked up at you. Yeah. I, I destroyed him. <laughs> I destroyed him. He he got mad. He, I, he go, he, I was trying, like, did I break a law? Was this a law? Right. Like, these are taxes, right? I pay taxes. Yeah. I go, I was like, he goes, that's Am a, I being detained? Dude, he, what I think what set me off is he goes, this is for families. And I was like, I have a family. <laughs> <laughs> and even saying it, I knew it wasn't true, yeah. which yeah. hurt more. And he, goes, <laughs> and he knows. He did know because he goes, where are they? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and then I tried to lie. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get to them. I've been on the road for a long time. I'm just lying. I'm just you know, just de- deteriorating. It's yeah. like, you live in a fucking bathroom. <laughs> Your job is to be in a fucking bathroom. Yeah. And you're, you're telling me about my family. It, it got pretty bad. Then he was trying to project some other shit on me. He was, he was like, well, we got, a, we got a lot of mashed potatoes in here. 
He had, he had this weird lisp. Uh, I, I know he meant masturbators, but I thought he called me a potato. He said mashed potatoes. <laughs> he said mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then uh, then he was accusing me of masturbating in the bathroom at 4.30 in the morning at a public rest stop. What, whose, lot, whose job in life is to police the masturbators of public bathrooms on the side of a fucking road next to a cattle skull? Dude, if I'm jerking off in a public area... It's it's public. I'm going to get off to the public thing, logically, <laughs> yeah. if I'm that kind of creep. Right. I, okay. So why would you go in the bathroom? Why would be in the family bathroom? <laughs> yeah. I could see being in the creepy, you know, where the, the halfway stalls where everyone can see your head ducking. Yeah. The poop. I could totally see that. Some guy who is a creep like that getting off to that shit. But the aloneness of a public bathroom? Like, <laughs> I just pulled over at 430. I was like, this has to come out. Yeah. Like, it was so mad. And like, don't project it. Just so other people are creeps doesn't mean I'm a fucking creep. People really have an imagination when it comes to the fucking bath. I, somehow I made my phone louder. Sorry. <laughs> I know. <that's> like, <laughs> uh, I like that each ding is like I won something. I was like, okay, fine. I was jerking off in a bathroom. Yeah. You got me Verizon. That is such a weird political dark corner that, like, because the bathroom is such a psychologically secret place, we're able to invent so many monsters that live in it when it's a, just a it's a room with a hole you put shit in. Yeah. <laughs> well, where do monsters come from? <laughs> we're going to drink tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any bathroom fears? <laughs> what a weird question, man. Is that- no, I just love going in there. I, <laughs> no, I feel like everyone's essentially afraid to go in there. Yeah, on a base level, like that's why uh, that's why guys are constantly looking back when people walk in. Oh yeah, because there's all that like, are you looking at my dick? Am I gay? Are you looking at my your dick? You if, know, if it's a gay thing for me. My grandma. Everyone's so tense that everyone's just trying to get in and out. It's a tense situation. Yeah, maybe having a quiet alone bathroom that's families. At 4.30 in the morning is, would be kind of nice now and then. Maybe I was, we deserve that. I was on mushrooms one time, and I was thinking about this real hard. And I was like, we have just... The human brain has such an amazing capacity for just blocking out and denying certain things. Yep. Because like, if I got up and then went to the bathroom right now and didn't come back, you would be aware that I was 10 feet away from you taking a shit in your house, yeah. which is fucked up, you know. But it's kind of weird. Because that wall's there where you could just sit here and just go like, yep, nothing's happening. And we all have to do it all the time to survive. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I don't give a fuck about bathroom shit. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fucking acid freak, you know, reality bending person. I'll go in there and be like, "You guys are all fucking living the lie." You I'm know? gonna take a shit in your soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open up your third eye and pee in it. <laughs> I don't know. For me, my grandmother, uh, she instilled like this fear. I always use stalls to this day. Uh-huh. It's because we would go to the movies, and if I had to go to the bathroom, she says, "Well." Use a stall because otherwise a man's going to come in there and cut off your dick. (laughs) (laughs) That was a thing, I guess, in the 80s and early 90s that, like, you know, fear's the motivator in Mm -hmm. in our in our childhood lives. When you don't feel like explaining something, they're just, well, let's just create a fear that you'll hold on to for the rest of your life. Sure, sure. And for me, it's that a man's going to come with a knife and come behind me, shove it on my dick and cut it off while I'm trying to piss. It explains all the dudes looking back. In my mind, when I walk in the bathroom, I feel like I'm not the guy with the knife. You're cool. What a fucking nightmare, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't smoke weed anymore is because like those th- sort of thoughts would get <laughs> <Took> real. <over>. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just the next day I'd be like, "What? Well, that's insane!" But in the moment, I'd just be able to convince myself. My 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 marijuana brain was like a really convincing lawyer, who could like bend reality to can like 
make something true. And shrooms don't do that for you? No. It's really weird. Shrooms make you see the reality of the situation in a hyper-friendly way? or um, I don't know. I mean, you know, what is reality? It's like whatever you're experiencing when you're on any of these drugs in that inherent moment just is the reality. Yeah. I just don't like the reality where weed takes me. But it also, I think it's uh, having to do with, like, you know, post-traumatic stress and panic attacks and shit. Because every time I meet somebody else who doesn't have this, they also have, like, the same shit. Yeah. Like, it just triggers some weird thing that was... You know, they they just probably have crossed wires with whatever weed does in your brain. How do you deal with that in New York? <clears throat> well, that explains the how all the coke there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's everyone else's because I know L.A. is just weed central, and New York is seems to be like cocaine city. Well, but th- that's a question about other people, really, because like, I'm oh, just, that's a gross generalization on both sides. Um, I but I don't think everyone is like this, though. So I don't think that that reflection of a place that smokes a lot of weed is, you know, that ever that they all have this or that in their head. Do you do you feel like all the noise and the busyness of living in New York? Do you feel like that helps you or, or hurts you? Um. I don't know, because you don't think about it while it's happening. It ever only ever occurs to you that there is wide open space in the world the minute you leave that fucking city. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's wallpaper. It's just like there, and it's you, it becomes your reality. Um, I don't really think it's good, but uh, because it seems unhealthy. But then there's also that paradox in comedy where you're like, "Am I funnier when I'm you know stressed yeah. out and shit?" And like, I think. In L.A., the answer to that is no, and in New York, the answer is yes. Like, New Yorkers are very sordid, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they have a sense of humor about it. They're very punchy. Yeah. Um, like, life there is fun because it is the struggle, you know? You feel dangerous and shit. Yeah. So, like, you kind of just lean into it, I guess. That's how I felt in Canada. <laughs> really i did people were telling me oh be careful about this area oh i wouldn't i wouldn't walk there if i were you and i'm like that's cute i'm from texas <laughs> oh man those people are adorable yeah you just get this heightened sense of arrogance about you when you leave those those areas that are presumed tough or dangerous or on the edge mm-hmm. how does that uh how's that affected your material um like life there i mean i've just you, the first shit I wrote was just directly confronting that very thing, uh, which I enjoyed. Um, it's changed quite a bit because, you know, on the one hand, it just has to do with comedy there. Like, everything has to be way punchier because stage time is scarce. And Two you, minutes, three minutes. You got to make an impression when you do shit. So, you know, it's, it tightens you up a little bit. But, like, in terms of, like, what I'm writing about, I do think being just constantly in fast motion uh, has gotten me into some more interesting places with with where I'm pulling this shit from, you know, because I, I, I guess when I write a lot of times it's about whatever's going on in my own mind is it like the angle I come at it through. Yeah. Like, you know, right now I'm trying to figure out where all this rage is coming from. So then I connect that to outside forces and evolution and all this other crazy stuff or whatever. Um, but that is a byproduct of the pace of life there, which oh, is... Man, I don't even think I even asked you on that. Huh? Where all that rage is coming from? Did you have you pinpointed it yet, or? Uh, no, that was the first thing you asked me. I well, that was the first thing I asked you, but we kind of like danced around it. Oh, it was just the expectations of where you're at because you're happy and. Yeah, no, it's very funny because I'm like, this doesn't make sense. My yeah. life's great. Why am I so furious? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, uh, a lot of it. I think the Occam's razor here would be like just pol- politics because I'm 
fucking learning a lot and becoming frustrated with, you know, people clearly not understanding certain shit that I think to be important. Yeah, you don't feel safe that you can express yourself. Yeah, well, I kind of do anyway, but I feel a little yeah. I feel a little angsty when I or anxi- anxious when I do it. Like am I making a huge mistake here, you know? Am I do I just do something irreversible every time I take a stand on something, but um I'm going to do that shit no matter what. It's still thrilling because I feel like it's risky. Do you feel most of your life you've always been prepared for the counter arguments? Yeah, I've always been an argumentative person. Yeah. Um, Where you practice in your head or everything you write or everything you say, you're just already thinking about people just shitting on it or coming at you. Yeah, it's a thing you can't turn off. Yeah. It's just going all the time. Fuck. When does that work in your favor? Um, I don't know, man. You know, when that that's a good question because it's like what happens at the end of these arguments you know do you learn anything and then do you everyone win everyone agreed to disagree yeah do you does that happen do you do you get money for winning do you ever change the fucking person's mind or are you just boxing essentially it's sparring it feels like sparring but it i'm still i'm finding the i'm trying to find a way to win and i think that's why i still do it yeah. Because I want, like, if, if first, you, you, it's like, uh, you ever been in an abusive relationship? Emotionally, not physically. Mm, yeah, totally. Okay. And, uh, like, for me, it was like, I, I, I come very innocent. I'm very, you know, how you treat me is how I come back. I, I just want things to be good and easy going. But when you're with someone who's abusive and verbally and, and constantly creating tension and insecurity, and you're like, well, no, there's no reason to be that way because this is what's going on. That the situation you're bringing up is not real. That's not a thing. Yeah. And then and then they start yelling, and then you start, well, you're a fucking bitch. You know, you just start yelling back, and then they call you verbally abusive, and you're like, well, I wasn't that. You created the situation. I was trying to be nice, and then then you got me amped up, and now you're going the other way because you got me to say the thing. This feels like a trap. Yeah, this yeah. feels like a trap. And then then if you stick it out long because you're afraid to die alone, you find yourself no longer in those arguments. You just get tired of them, and you're just like, well, you, you just want to win. So what can I say? And then at the end of it, uh, it nothing changes, and I'm, I'm very alone, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it to that circle, but... Dude, you know what you and I think I have... I, you know what I think we have in common? We're very good at figuring out what not to do. Like, yes. what the bad part is, and it just leaves an empty hole in the middle of it where it's somewhere in there that's where the solution is, but we're not solution finders. We're we're deconstructors of things, you know? Well, we, de- we deconstruct, but also... I, I don't know about you, but I think... A, you you try to limit the mistakes you make. You go, okay, I've gone down this route before. And so instead of like calling this guy a piece of shit because I don't agree with their point of view, I look on their Facebook page first and I get to know him a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is a human being, this is a person. All right, let me just come correct at you. And when they go off, realize that, oh, wait, you don't think of me as a person right now. You're just in that social media zone. Hold on, step back. Don't not yell at each other. You try to dictate the argument first. And then work your way towards like that understanding. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess that would be the goal. Like, I, you know, I've changed a few people's minds about a few things, and like, at the end of the day, if I guess, I guess if I get one person, <laughs> you know, then maybe that's like that can help me sleep. What's changed your mind? Um, shit, I'm trying to think of something I've done a complete about face on because there totally have been things. Um. You know, I used to kind of, uh, 
I lived under the spell of libertarianism down here in Texas. Yeah. Because I and I get where people were coming from. I get why they get into it. It was an easy thing to say. Yeah. Um. And it was uh. You know. It, you could formulate a lot of arguments in the framework of it, and answer to what's going on in the government here, and go. It would be better if it's this, but through meeting a lot of people that have inherently like an opposite uh, view on things, kind of meeting a lot of leftists and shit like that. Uh, I'm starting to realize a lot of shit about that. that and, and it, you know, it's not like I was heavy into it. You I read were, some of the books and shit, but it was just... You were you, attracted to personal responsibility. That seems like well, oh, you handle your own shit. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the, the, the fucking sexy thing about Texas is that it's all about like, don't fucking tell me what to do and yeah. shit. And everybody here wants to, you know fucking own guns and buy some land and just go out and live out your days alone just <laughs> you get the fuck away from everyone which i can emotionally identify with but thou just through you know having people kind of show me the light on some certain things and just reading more and shit like, i'm starting how are you to gonna drive to your land yeah there's just all these road and like and my, my main thing with it is that it's like it's kind of the right version of, of identity politics and shit because it's it's all theoretical stuff that's never actually been formed into a government and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite argument <laughs> in libertarian. It's like, okay, when has it been applied? Yeah, like... Uh, New Hampshire kind of... You're just using math as an argument, which yeah. is fine, but, like, we don't live in a vacuum. Yeah, that's how Marxist, Marxist work, too. Yeah. Um, we live in a place that's just, you're just fucking thrown onto this planet, and there's already all these circumstances that are unlevel for everyone. Libertarian shit is all based on like the, if like capitalism was a video game where everyone starts <laughs> new man yeah <laughs> or like codes or like laser tag where you guys all start even oh, yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. and then you just whoever does the best does the best or whatever that's actually the best description I've heard of that where everyone just starts on the equal playing ground yeah and then you just go through the maze and whoever wins is like well that was his work yeah but it's like not. That's that. Not only is that not true, it'll never be true because you're born into the thing that's already in motion. You know. Yeah, there's always been kingmakers. That's how I felt with the uh, the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, we're get, we're we're about to wrap up. Okay. Uh, something I feel like challenging you on, or at least clarifying, because you said it earlier, and something that I've I've kind of come not about face, but uh, two things: one, yelling at conspiracy theorists, <laughs> that really helps out. It's I like contrarianism i like dissenting i like free thinkers i like all that but i hate people that say the word contrarian dissenting or free thinkers sure it's this new form of ultra contrarian that fucks our arguments up because when we come in counter to any argument we're not just being contrarian for the sake of contrarian we're coming in socratic like uh we're trying to find the ultimate truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas they just trying to satisfy their ego and be like, I don't agree with you, so I'm just going to be super contrarian until you get frustrated and leave, and I call that a win. Well, see, that's why I think The Daily Show fucked up everyone's head, because they're like, you know, I'm right about everything because I understand on a basic level that racism is bad and sexism is bad and shit, and anyone that's arguing with me can't be thinking in terms that are more complex about something that I don't maybe know that much about. It's like, no, this is... Anybody who disagrees is automatically hates women. Yeah, or like is just a new specific type of, you know, bro or whatever. Like, you know, my fucking favorite thing is, is whenever they do this, or like journalists do this, they always, uh, 
whenever there's a new type of guy to hate or whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's always the, the joke in the articles. It's approached very zoologically. So it's like, have you encountered the cuck bro in the wild or whatever? Oh, God. And it's so fucking condescending. And if you did that about anything other than a white person, you would be the like, it's the most racist fucking thing ever. You know, have you met the black Urkel? Yeah. Yeah. An undesirable type of person. Like, fuck you, man. How do you, uh, how do you is it is it blog like you you write you're i would say a blogger but not a blogger you write for for actual pieces that are online yeah how do you navigate blog culture when it seems like everyone is trying to create the buzzword that will build their career on um like the the, the person who wrote <laughs> ghosting god yeah the person that came up with uh that other stupid thing that's not real dudes the part of the, like, sometimes when i think about that shit then i'm like this is why I'm glad I have a day job because yeah. I don't want that to, I don't want to be stuck in a system where I have to make money off of blogging, you know, to fill my, which is impossible, but like, yeah. uh, to, 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 it's like, I don't want to feel like I have to do something that sucks in order to get my name out there. Uh, I would just not blog, you know, I would just do something else creative or whatever. If I, if I felt inclined to try that hard to get people to read my shit, because Clickbait is bad shit most of the time, yeah. um, but it's people it's written by people that understand that there's like a w way you can appeal to people's lowbrow base, you know, uh, desires or whatever. Um, what would be the clickbait for your art? Um, What's the clickbait title for Jake Flores? I mean, God, like I don't even want to fucking think about it, you know, like because that's that, no, that's not where I come from. What yeah. I, I, I it instantly I, pigeonholes you into a bumper sli sticker slogan. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've done some stuff, written about bars and shit, but I was still able to like put my shit in the article. But then you know, it just had to be sold as like ten bars you might like or whatever. Um, but that's just lame and milk toast. Like what I generally do through like what I'm doing with like the Observer and shit is uh, fucking use my one little carved out niche to fucking shit on the rest of the internet. Because there are people that also think like us and agree, and so then, you know, like, I can get enough readers through that. I don't know. I'm also doing this weird alchemy with it where I'm like, this is black magic, man. Like, this is like using your own blood to try to cast a spell on someone. Like, it's a little bit fucked up and inherently damaging to myself, but, I mean, I write satire, and the most successful shit that I write is the shit that I get the most hate mail on, so, yeah. like... <laughs> There is an extent to which sometimes I'm like, this might not be responsible. Like, I'm. That's why I don't blog, man. <laughs> I, I actively stopped blogging yeah. and just did the long Facebook posts on purpose because you had to either read. If you read it, you liked it. Yeah. If you didn't, that means I need to write better. Yeah. Well, I don't blog on like my website anymore because it's like, who the fuck reads? No, they, they read your Facebook. Like, yeah. that's, that's where people are going to read it. Um, but I like working with the observer though because like the people actually read that shit yeah. and other people that i'm not facebook friends with and stuff and so like it you know it does have a little bit of a megaphone or whatever um and people like the people that do get it really like it so i feel pretty good about that because it feels like at least i'm doing something creative that has like a message to some extent just about their dumb culture or whatever so what's making you so angry i don't know <laughs> no jay what do you see the solution? I don't know. Go yell at shit into a microphone and drink a few beers. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs>